0: You are, you are listening. You are listening to the Fly Fishing Ninety Seven podcast.
1: Funny you ask. We talk about this all the time. <laughs> um, I would have to go. You know, being in Colorado, the one pattern I want year round is an RS two. Um, whether it's olive, black, gray, sparkling CDC, it will produce year round. Um, you won't see me without that
2: fly. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's an interesting question. We always find different ways to make twists on it. Cause it's like, are you asking one fly for anywhere in Colorado? Or is it one fly, um, you know, just on a tailwater of the South Platte? But you know, if it's, if it's a tailwater for me, it's, it's either a Black Beauty or an RS2, but I'd say if I had to pick one fly for the entire state, you know, it'd be, it'd probably be just like a size 18 rainbow warrior doesn't really imitate anything, but, you know, it covers a lot of ground and it's, uh, it's nice to track your fly that has worked anywhere. Welcome to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast, featuring interviews with passionate people within the fly fishing industry. We focus on guides, conservation, resort managers, gear, and talented fly tires bringing usable information to fly fishers. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by The Fly Crate. Hey everyone, this is Nate from theflycrate.com. This is a great way to pick exactly what you want and save money on the fly crate without having to worry about the commitment alright so this is the mix and match membership just go to our website theflycrate.com and navigate to our homepage and you'll see a, a selection there that says $30 Fly Crate credit just select that option and navigate through and you know learn a lot more there we have all your questions answered and you'll be able to figure out whether or not this is a good membership for you, but it's a great way to save money because it's your hard earned money. And this gives you more for, more for your buck. So anyway, go to the flycrate.com and find the icon with the $30 store
0: credit. Welcome to this edition of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in this time around, folks. Appreciate it. And we are going to head out to Colorado. We've got a couple of guys on the line from FlyCast, and pretty stoked to welcome to the program we've got Travis Coy and Taylor Cavey. Guys, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us, Mark. So tell me we're gonna get into flycast and I because I I, I I did sign up quite some time ago so I get your updates and I gotta say you guys have some detailed updates on kind of like weekly flows, seven day forecasts. Uh, pretty impressed what you're doing. we'll chat about that. but I always want to take it back to your roots to start the show off and find out kind of how you got your passion, what brings you to the water. Travis, why don't we start with you? Um, tell us your fly fishing journey how did you come to find it how did it come to be kind of such a big part of your life
1: yeah absolutely so like many people you know my dad got it and got me into it back when I was a teenager Mm -hmm. Um, didn't really find a passion for it then it was shortly after college when I really gravitated toward towards it and it was just a good way to you know get away from the bars from the weekend and um, get yourself out in nature and so um, I found a lot of peace actually out on the water, and there's some that constantly challenge you. It's, it feels like golf. You can never be a master at it, and so I find that piece of it to be really exciting. And so I'd, I'd say I'm going on about six years now of a full-blown addiction, um, mm-hmm. where I'm racing off and it's sometimes hard to balance with uh, a marriage, but you know, luckily I got her into it too. So it, it progressed and it became such a, a passion for us that we wanted to turn it into a business.
0: That's pretty cool when you both can get into it. And I know what you mean by that full-blown obsession. Taylor, what about yourself? How did you come to discover fly fish? And walk us through your journey a little bit.
2: So, similar story. Uh, I've been fishing basically my whole life. My dad got me into it as well at a very young age. Um, again, you know, I it kind of felt like, uh, you know, father-son time most of the time. But, you know, once I got to college, it was... Uh, it was a full-blown addiction and you know it's increasingly gotten worse thereafter which uh, if you can call it a bad thing but you know really I've always been into philosophy and economics and you know things that are sort of abstract and not necessarily like have a a, a real concrete answer and you know fly fishing in a lot of ways is, is similar uh, to that and you know you're always constantly learning you're always problem solving on the river if one thing doesn't work you know you're you're trying something else. And, you know, not only that, you just get a lot of time to think and, you know, be alone. And, um, if you need it, you know, you can just clear your mind altogether. You know, you're just focusing on that next cast or that next fish. So mm. that's really been the, the passion for me. And, you know, as far as fly cast goes, I've, I've had a, a tremendous experience teaching other people how to fish and how to get into fish. Um, so this has kind of been a good Avenue for, for doing so.
0: Right on why don't you tell us a little bit i want to find out how you guys started this business and i want you to walk us through that but first throw a couple of names at us that have sort of influenced you guys along the way and, and they don't have to be people you fly fish with they might be people you learn from on youtube they might be just you know people you met at a show um travis let's start with you again who's who kind of got the fire stoked with you on on the fly fishing scene
1: yeah. Well, you know, growing up in Evergreen, we both did. I have to give a lot of credit to Pat Dorsey, you know, his fly shops there in Evergreen at Blue Quill. So mm-hmm. that guy's the master of the lot, you know, the South Platte, which was in our backyard essentially. So he's been the master to us. Um, we have a, a good friend and guide that we've come to really uh, appreciate. His name's Danny Frank. But outside of that, I guess, from a, a video perspective is I always loved the Montana wild YouTube videos. I, remember watching for hours and geeking out on their videos. And it's actually amazing how much you can learn by watching somebody else on a video. So hmm. I say those guys, you know, really got, got me excited and got the juices
2: flowing.
0: That makes sense. Taylor, Taylor, what about you? I mean, I'm sure there's some similarities here, but throw a couple names at us.
2: Yeah, it's funny. Um, you know, first person that came to mind was Danny Frank. Uh, he is one of our good buddies and partners at Colorado trout hunters. Uh, you know, not quite as well known as Pat Dorsey, but arguably um, one of the better guides and fly fishermen in Colorado and, you know, possibly the U.S. He's the most incredible sight fisher I've ever met. And the day he taught me how to do that, my game changed entirely. Obviously, you got guys like Landon Meyer that, you Mm. know, are incredible at Site fishing as well. But I actually just talked to Danny the other night and told him, Hey man, like I need to get out with you again. We need to we need to work on my site fishing skills because that's that's been a game changer for me. So
0: cool. Yeah, we've had Landon on the show, man. He he's awesome. I could talk to that guy all day. He's a cool guy. Yeah, good stuff. So I mean you guys I love it when I get a couple of people on at the same time and especially when there's a couple of people that are super, super fishy. Now, uh, you guys are both certified guides. Uh, You both started this business together. Uh, You sound like kind of best buddies, good fishing partners. Walk (laughs) us through, (laughs) well, it depends how many beers maybe, right? (laughs) What are we working on right now? You got a drink in front of you? Oh, yeah. What are you working on?
2: Mountain Standard IPA from uh, Odell Brewing.
0: Giddy up. Both drinking the same thing? You betcha. All right. So walk <laughs> us through your journey. Okay. I want to know why you started this business, how you started this business and how it just how it came to be in general. Absolutely. So as we
1: mentioned before, the addiction really hit us, you know, about six years ago. And, you know, we knew the waters pretty well, but we, we started to see value and we were looking at the fishing reports that different shops were putting out. Eventually we got smart enough, you know, we we're, we we're mimicking those reports and, some things weren't working, and so we started looking back at it and realizing that honestly, not all of them are up to date. You know, shops will keep them up every two weeks, but sometimes it's it's monthly. And if you've been in the game long enough, you know that fishing conditions change sometimes daily. Um, so that working off of a stale report is is really no good. And so, like a lot of things, uh, this was Flycast was really built out of a frustration, a frustration that you know. There wasn't a lot of transparent information out there, and there wasn't up-to-date information. So Taylor and I really took it upon ourselves. And the first thing we figured out is, you know, trout are predictable animals. They have predictable behavior based on a number of variables, such as flows and weather and hatch activity and things like that. Um, So we started piecing those together. And all that information is available on the Internet. It just takes a while to gather it. Um, So we started doing that and... What was really cool is, you know, Taylor and I were bouncing around this theory that, hey, yeah, we can put together reports when we're on the river, but how do we fill in those gaps? How do we make these weekly reports? How do we forecast seven days out? And so we started playing with those variables and to test them, we were able to find some archived fishing reports and we were able to go back to that day and find what the conditions were. And we started writing them blind in our kitchen at 6 a.m. in the morning, you know, not on a river. (laughs) And we started testing them and, I swear 99% of them were almost spot on. And so at that point we realized we really had something. Um, and so what we were able to do is combine that methodology with our fishing addiction, which has us on the water at least once a week. And then on top of that, we started building a, a, a group of ambassadors who are made up of guides and avid fly fishermen as well. And so between us, our ambassadors and that methodology, developed, we've been able to, for the last two and a half years, provide at least one weekly report plus a seven-day forecast that's looking at those conditions that will tell you how, you know, Tuesday is going to fish different than Wednesday and how you want to approach it differently. Um, hmm. And so that's kind of the backbone of, of what this is. And our, our, our motivation is really just to help people. Um, nothing gets us more excited than getting an email from somebody saying, hey, I read your report on you know, the dream stream. And I I did exactly what you said, and I had the best day of my life fishing. Um, That's really what it's all about. And we're just, we're just trying to decrease those barriers of fishing, because we all know that it's tough to get into. And so we provide those reports as honestly and as as detailed as we can, um, and then push out a lot of blogs just to really help people up their game
0: we got a couple of Colorado guys on the line tonight from Flycast, USA, River Forecast, up-to-date Colorado fly fishing reports. they got a seven-day forecast. We'll get into all that. Both certified guides. we got Travis Coe and Taylor Cavey on the line. Guys, I want to get to know you a little bit, and uh, let's start with you, Travis, uh, and then you can weigh in on this, Taylor, but I want to know... When you guys are on your way to the water, what, what kind of tunes are you listening to in the truck?
1: <laughs> oh, man, it's a mixed bag. Uh, oh, you know, we... Uh, I don't know, Taylor, you're going to have to help me out here. It's, it's, it's pretty <laughs> random. If we're struck, you know, I, I, I do love some Creedence Clearwater on the way to a good float trip. Um, but if, if we're dragging a little bit from the night before, we might throw some hip-hop on there yeah taylor usually is the dj for us though. So.
0: <laughs> travis you doing the singing or what i sing
1: but you want to turn the the volume up loud enough to where you can yeah, that's for sure
0: what about you taylor what do you like i hope you like what he's playing because maybe you need a new fishing buddy
2: yeah it's funny uh funny you brought that up like travis drew a blank and i think for good reason you know, <laughs> earlier, earlier you mentioned you know we're we're good buddies and you know to be fair, we are best buddies and have been since grade school. And so, you know, as you can imagine, we've got a lot to talk about. And, you know, with running a business and, you know, managing a friendship, you know, it's there's always something to say. So I'd say 80% of the time we're, we're not listening to music. But, you know, the other 20% of the time, you know, like Travis said, you know, you got some classic rock, a little bit of country in there. Uh, can't go wrong with a little Chris Ledoux, Brooks and Dunn. That kind of stuff, but uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of the gist of it, I'd say.
0: Right on. Sounds like you're mixing it up a little bit. Yeah. What, one go-to fly pattern that you guys cannot live without. Like more often than not, when you open your fly box, whether you're on the Dream Stream or wherever you happen to be, what are you reaching for? Funny
1: you ask. We talk about this all the time. <laughs> um, I would have to go. You know, being in Colorado, the one pattern I want year-round. Is an RS2. Um mm. whether it's olive, black, gray, sparkling CDC, it will produce year-round. Um you won't see me without that fly.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's uh, it's an interesting question. We always find different ways to make twists on it. Cause it's like, are you asking one fly for anywhere in Colorado, or is it one fly um, you know, just on a tailwater of the South Platte? But you know, if it's, if it's a tailwater for me, it's, it's either a Black Beauty or an RS2, but I'd say if I had to pick one fly for the entire state, you know, it'd be, it'd probably be just like a size 18 Rainbow Warrior. It doesn't really imitate anything, but, you know, it covers a lot of ground and it's a, it's a nice attractor fly that has worked anywhere for me.
0: Funny you guys mentioned that pattern. I, I started fishing that maybe, I don't know, I want to say five years ago. I, it's lights out and it, it works in so many situations. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, no, it's good to know. Cause I, I hope to get down your way, uh, one of these days when things open up again. And that's, uh, that's definitely featured in my fly box. Um, favorite place guys to talk fly fishing. Is there a local shop that you frequent that you like to get your fix when you're not in your waders or, uh, you know, a coffee shop, a pub, a, a brew pub is where do you get your fix when you're not fishing?
1: we're uh we're brewery guys so a lot of the the early starts of cast when we're meeting up working on the business we're always meeting at a brewery in denver um there there's so many um but that's where we do a lot of our, our business meetings as well as well as just catching up after a day on the river um it kind of bounces
2: around a little bit yeah i mean We like to try new places, so we always trying to find a new reason to go somewhere else. But if you had to pick one, you know, it's probably Woods Boss, which is, you know, just just barely east of downtown and on the way home to Travis's house. And there's another one, you know, a little further east of his house called Station 26 that, you know, is is a good go to for us. But, but yeah, we just like to try new places and find a good reason to put a beer in our hand. Mm -hmm.
0: Station 26 and Woods boss going to look them up. I like it. Sound, sounds like fun. Yeah. Let's talk sports now. I mean, I'm a huge Broncos fan myself, so I assume you guys might be Broncos fans. Maybe you're maybe you're ABS fans, maybe you're uh, Nuggets fans. Where do you guys get your fix in sports?
1: I'd say we're all the above. You know, we're we're Denver teams all the way. Um As far as, you know, my fix, I've really been a huge, I'd say, avid Broncos fan for the last, since college. Um, But growing up, I I was, my passion was baseball. Love that. I actually have a hard time watching it now as an adult. It's a lot more fun playing it. Um, But I'd say right now my fix is Sunday Sunday mornings watching the Broncos, for sure.
0: Mm, Yeah, I hope we get back to that soon. (laughs) Oh, man. Although there's a lot, you could maybe get your face on a on you know behind a Rockies the Rockies dugout or something for a few bucks. I hear now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When you guys aren't fly fishing, you're usually doing what? Oh
2: man, that's a good question too. I'm I'm usually on my mountain bike or doing some sort of exercise. I have a hard time staying still, so I got to keep moving. And you know, I definitely I get a similar you know, a similar high in a way from, from working out, you know, it's, it's, it's not quite the same, obviously, but you know, it's, it, it creates those endorphins that, you know, you get while you're hooked into a big fish, um, as you do once you hit a good line on a mountain bike or do a big trail run or something like that. Hmm. The tough part about Colorado, you know, being able to fish
1: year round is it's a competing priority with everything. And, uh, so you're always balancing. It's like, ah, do I want to give up a fishing day to do something else? And usually, for me, fishing wins. But the only thing that competes with it for me is, is probably skiing in the winter. Um, but luckily, there's a great river, the Blue River in Silverthorne, Colorado. Um, is conveniently located about 15 minutes from my favorite ski resort. And so one of my favorite things to do in the winter is hit, hit, the, hit the mountain in the morning and then fish the afternoon, and then you're pretty satisfied.
0: Wow, that sounds pretty good. You get, I love it when you get those multi-sport days and there's not many cities in North America that you can do that, but I know Vancouver's one, uh, you can go golfing in the morning or fishing in the morning, skiing in the afternoon. Or, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. we're pretty lucky. Biggest lesson you guys have learned in f- fly fishing. So if you had to distill your pastime, your passion, the sport down to a single takeaway, what's your biggest takeaway when it comes to uh, fly fishing?
2: Got to be patient. You got to be willing to learn. It's very. You got to be humble. You know, there's there's so many things you can learn from other people. Uh, if you're stubborn, you know, and hard-headed you're not going to get anywhere. Um, we've worked with people that are that way, and you know, it's it's one hard motivating yourself to help them, but it's hard watching them not succeed. So you just you just got to keep an open mind, and you know, bring yourself down to earth, and you know. open to learning something.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah. And I'd say from my perspective, I, I I
1: agree with Taylor for sure. Um slowing down was a big thing for me to me to learn. You can't move faster than the river, but I'd say changing things up. It's a hell of a lot easier to not change your flies because sometimes changing your flies is a pain, especially if it's 20 degrees outside and you don't want to take your hands out of your gloves. But you know, I always think about the quote, you know, the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And that's fly fishing. You know, if you haven't caught anything in 20 minutes, if you're not changing your depth, changing your presentation or changing your patterns, you might as well go home. And that's, that's something I constantly have to remind myself because it's easy to get complacent. But the more you experiment, the more successful you'll, you'll be and the quicker you'll learn. You know, that's the only way to learn out there.
0: Yeah, that's well said, guys, for sure i'm curious about the best job both of you have ever had are you are you both doing it now is it something you've done in the past
2: yeah i think mean, Flycast has definitely been the best job i've ever had you know i have obviously had plenty of other jobs along the way but there's a reason we've uh started this business and stuck with it this long so yeah hmm. i I'd,
1: I'd agree with that um you know, this, the goal of this is for this to be, you know, 100% of the time for, for the foreseeable future. And um, it, it's hard to find something that you truly love. And um, this is, you know, it's more than a passion project. We take it very seriously. But at the end of the day, it takes a serious commitment to write, you know, 14 weekly reports, um, whatever 14 times 7 is, you know, daily forecasts a week. And right, you know, we've written over 60 blogs at this point over for two years. So it's a lot of dedicated time and sometimes it's thankless, but it just goes back to the passion.
0: It's 98. I just I just pulled my calculator out. Awesome. <laughs> Glad you used a calculator. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, that's that's cool. Good stuff. I, uh, I, I, I always find it very motivating when a couple of uh, good friends get together um, that start a business because you know trust trust is huge when you're in a bit talk about that Tr- trusting your business partner and knowing kind of what the other guys or gals gonna do that's critical when you're you know you're gonna spend that much time in the same room or on the phone or talk about that a little bit
2: yeah I mean it's uh, it's definitely been a incredible and humbling experience we work very well together. And, you know, at times, you know, you got to be able to balance that friend, Taylor and Travis versus work, Travis and Taylor, you know, it's, it's always, it's always tricky, but, you know, when you know each other so well, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to understand where the other person's coming from or be able to anticipate what they might be thinking, or even in calls like this, you know, it's like we do calls all the time with, uh, various partners and you know we just we have a, a good vibe and a good give and take that you know i think a lot of business partners that weren't previously friends might not have
0: mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense um who's the writer are you both i mean like i'm curious how you guys divvy this up is one of you more tech savvy than the other do you both kind of share you know uh because the, I, I, these days with a business, when you're trying to run an online, you know, you're selling items online and you're, through your fly shop, you're, you've got your, somebody's putting a pen to paper or more so in this day and age, you know, hand to keyboard. You're, you're writing about these river conditions and um, it's always evolving. F- fill us in on who does what.
1: Yeah, so we both write. Um, we currently have 14 rivers that we're reporting on. We're continually adding more, and we, we split them down the middle, but we keep them generally uh, basin-specific. So, for example, I cover the South Platte, Taylor cover, covers the Colorado Basin, we share a little bit of the Arkansas Basin and and whatnot, but we found that by allowing each other to specialize and become experts in that basin really helps us become better and and help people a little bit more. So we balance that. We trade off on blogs about, you know, every other time. And so we split everything pretty much down the middle. Outside of that, you know, Taylor in his, in his background is a bit more savvy with, with data and working with big data. So he's definitely a little bit more in tune with the data side of things. So he manages that along with a couple of our data engineers, but, and, then on my end, I've really taken charge of, of the Instagram and social and, um, that's, that's how we divvy things up right now. And, it works. I, I'd say the complicated thing is we have a lot of complementing or we have a lot of similar skills. Yeah. So, you know, Taylor's not on one side and I'm not on the other. And there's not a clear division of, OK, I need to do this. You need to do that. So we we've been able we've been having to work through that and figure out, all right, how do we want to specialize? But as far as the river intel goes, that's something we both want to have our hands in, because at the end of the day, it makes us better fishermen as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, right down the middle.
0: How long have you guys been doing Flycast USA?
1: About
2: two and a half years now, maybe maybe a little more. Is that right? Just two and a half? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So tell us exactly when somebody signs up for your newsletter when they go visit your website. What are they getting? To, uh, walk us through the details because I, I do I do get it I do read it, but I'd like to hear in your words. So the email
2: uh, is a weekly uh, subscription that you know when you sign up. You get a pretty high-level overview as to what's going on across the various uh, river basins that we cover, uh, being South Platte, Colorado, Arkansas, and a little bit of the Front Range stuff. But you know, we'll we'll give you a, a little bit of an update as to what's going on, what's new in terms of fly casts, whether whether or not we're hosting a fish along, whether or not we're promoting a a uh, fly fishing clinic or some other sort of happy hour. Uh, but aside from that, it's it's just a good intro or a good way to start thinking about your week about fishing so after you open it up it's like cool like i got good ideas to where i'm going to fish this week based on these uh overviews Uh, users will then go to uh, the specific flycast pages Uh, let's just say for example uh, the blue river is fishing really well well right now i'm going to go check it out and figure out, you know, what day specifically I can go and then check out what the forecast is for that day. And, you know, if it's supposed to be mediocre, I might change my mind and switch my plans. Or if it's great, you know, Mm win-win. That's generally the the flow, I guess, how I see it. Yeah, and then I'd add on, you know, Taylor
1: covered the email side from from the website perspective. We try to make it a one-stop shop. So within that, within each river page, We, you know, we'll tell you, we'll give you a rating as far as how we think the river is fishing. We'll tell you what the technicality is, because if you're new to Colorado, you might be looking for something that's intermediate, beginner, more technical. And we'll clearly define that right there at the top. And then we give a a descript fly fishing report, similar to what, you know, fly shops will put out, good paragraph. Um, But within that, we really want to cover what are the flows um, with those flows, where are the trout holding? How's the water clarity? Where are the current hatches? Where should the, you know, where should you be targeting throughout the day? Where are you focusing your time? Really just kind of like a, a snapshot of exactly how you should approach that river. And then along with that, you know, we recommend flies. And what the, what the good thing is, is we're not a fly shop. So we're not trying to sell anything. We have no, we have no skin in the game with our flies. And so we're telling you what we would fish on that river um and we don't get too fancy with it they're pretty basic flies that you you, you've heard of um so we'll call that out and taylor mentioned we have our seven day forecast which is really just a unique look at that day you know our our report tells you in general how that river is fishing looking at tuesday it's going to say okay it's cloudy uh, low barometric pressure and it's going to be really hot so based on those variables we can say okay overcast Trout are gonna be holding close to the surface. We might have a little bit more bug activity that's prolonged. Um, If it's really warm, we know that trout are gonna move into that faster water in the afternoon to consume consume more oxygen, but also feed on those emerging bugs. So each day is unique on its own. Um, Along with that, you know, you have your flows, you have your your weather, and then we do a a pretty decent job of giving you a background in the river if you don't know anything about it, and then a map with uh, a number of fishing access that if you're not familiar with what with the river, we're going to tell you exactly some of our favorite places to access that river. And try to give you all the information you need to hit that river and be successful as quickly as possible.
0: Hmm. Talk talk to me about your website because I, I I did uh, you know had a pretty good look at it and you guys got hats and and uh, I think you had shirts and and, and stickers. Talk, talk about what you offer on your on your retail side of things. Yeah, so that's something
1: actually we just launched a couple months ago, you know, for the Taylor and I are big hat guys. We're always wearing a hat. And so right away, as soon as we started a business, we're like, all right, we got to get ourselves some hats. You know, it's good promotion, and we selfishly wanted some hats. And so we started making hats early on for just ourselves and then started giving to ambassadors. ambassadors. Um, kept it pretty, pretty quiet, I guess, on that front. And then we started getting a lot of requests. So finally, Taylor talked me into – launching an e-commerce site. And so on there, you have our Flycast hats. They're pretty simple and straightforward. We think they're good looking hats and they're ones we wear every day. Um, stickers. I, I don't know an angler who isn't obsessed with stickers, you know, hats, stickers, and buffs. That's kind of the thing. And so <laughs> we have some stickers up on there to decorate your rod vault. Um, and then, yeah, we've done shirts in the past, but that's really not the end goal for us. It's more just to, help promote the business and and let our avid followers support us in that manner.
0: Yeah. You, you have flies for sale too, don't you?
2: Well, we work with um, a, a, a couple of different fly shops that, you know, we'll send folks their way and, you know, we're affiliates in a sense, but not directly. We have had conversations with folks about, you know, directly selling their flies on our website, but we're, we're not quite there yet. Uh, but ideally, you know, that would be the, the best way for us to go about it. You know, it's unbiased. It's, it's exactly what we're fishing, exactly what we would fish that day. And, you know, you can just click and ship.
0: So if you don't mind me asking, do you guys have day jobs on top of this? Or is, is Flycast all, all consuming?
2: This is a side hustle at the moment ultimately it's gonna be the uh, the end-all be-all but uh, yeah we gotta keep the lights on for now mm-hmm. it's been bootstrapping pretty hard
0: what do you guys do in the daytime for work
2: so I work in energy analytics my primary responsibilities are forecasting oil and natural gas production across the US so I've got a lot of experience with data data manipulation and uh, forecasting and, and modeling and those sorts of things. So it's translated, translated pretty well to the, uh, the fly cast side of things. And, you know, it's, it's been fun to see those synergies between the two. And it's obviously more fun to, to work on, on the fishing side of things, but there's some complementary uh, factors at play.
0: There's a lot of forecasting in your world.
2: I know, I know, hmm. <laughs> too good at it now. I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, yeah. Travis, what about you, your day job? What are you doing?
1: Yeah, so I work for IBM. I'm a project manager in the financial services industry. So, you know, taking care of people, managing a team, keeping a client happy. Um, so, I say I do that 75% of the time, and the other 25%, I'm daydreaming about fishing and trying to find ways to work on Flycast.
0: Good stuff. I want yeah. to take you guys to the water now, okay? So, let's, uh, we we'll get back to the business in a second, but this this is a fly fishing show. So, let's talk about the water. you guys got any crazy fish stories you want to share? there's always some weird things that come up in our time on the water, but between the two of you, has anything weird happened to you or wonderful in your time on, on the H2O?
1: Yeah, you you got me with weird. So we'll, we'll start you with a weird one, but you know, every summer Taylor and I actually, Taylor's been going up to Montana, up to Northwestern Montana, just outside of Glacier National Park with his family. And I've been lucky enough to go with them. And, you know, we spend, 10, 14 days on a, on a lake. And um, once we got re- really got into fly fishing, we started realizing that we could take a canoe or a paddle boat down, down the river that, that fed out of that, that lake. And so one year we went out there and we took a canoe and or a paddle boat down there. And um, One, you know, trying to turn a paddle boat into a drift boat, really doesn't work out all, all too well <laughs> no i've been
0: i've been there it's like
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it, it, it's hands free and you got a place for your cooler of beer so we thought it'd make sense but you know we found the canoe was a little bit more versatile but one of the last times we took it down we we're fishing you know one guy's rowing and then you're just throwing chubbies along the banks and i threw one almost right at their takeout and i threw it into the a riffle and landed a fish or i was fighting a fish and we tipped and so we're (laughs) floating down the river and i got my rod up my my net's floating down the river and taylor's trying to grab the boat and we finally get out and i'm yelling the whole way i still got him i still got him we get out (laughs) my rod broken in half i lost my net we lost our cooler beer taylor lost his hat and we had a, a
2: sandal or something a sandal yeah we had to
1: walk back to the car barefoot and drive home soaking wet so that's probably the weirdest <laughs> but one we've
0: had. most importantly did you land the fish no he yeah. uh oh, came on.
1: off when the when the rod broke in half i know it was a heartbreaker Jeez,
0: i thought you'd be uh, handlining uh, that puppy
1: yeah I, I should have been um no that's definitely probably one of our weirdest ones that was the heartbreaker for sure hmm.
0: yeah Walk us through your guys perfect day on the river. So, um, you don't even have to name the system if, if it's a secret or, or the spot, but just kind of describe, paint a picture for us of your ideal day. What does that look like? What kind of, uh, fish are you chasing? Uh, the type of water you're fishing, just walk us through that a bit.
2: I'd say my ideal day would be afloat on the Roaring Fork. It's, it's one of our favorite free stones you know, just west of Denver, a couple hours, it's it's in uh, Glenwood Springs, you know, it's got some incredible fish, and, you know, it's, it's an awesome float, there's plenty of places you can get out and, and wade fish, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's a little different than, than wade fishing, you know, you're, you're, you feel like you're more one with the water in a way, like, you get to fish a lot more water, you get, fewer chances at the same hole but you know it's it's just a more active way to fish and um yeah that's that's my
1: that's my ideal day yeah if i were to to talk about mine those are obviously some of my favorite days as well but you know i i absolutely love the south Platte river um it's it's a very crowded river so i would say my perfect day starts out with not many people there um probably you know late spring uh fall getting on the river i love starting my day with dry fly fishing i think that's a really nice way to ease into it you know you get down in the water the trico hatch on the south Platte in the summer late summer is absolutely incredible and that's something that you can fish from 8 a.m till 11. you know you fish you fish uh parachute tricos for a few hours and then you switch to spinners and um, some of our best days you know we've caught 15 20 fish on, on the surface you know, running back and forth, netting for each other. And that's absolutely incredible. Um, And then in the afternoons, I I love to nymph fast water. You know, nymphing's a necessary evil out here. You can't really get away from it. But nymphing fast water, you have aggressive takes. They usually run on you. I think that's a good time. And then, you know, going back to the dry fly fishing. So kind of a dry fly fishing sandwich. You start with it, you end with it, fish in the evening, um, with the sun going down, fishing to trout, sipping on the surfaces, an absolute blast. And then of course, taking plenty of beer breaks in between. Oh, yeah.
0: I was going to say end of the day, campfire, a couple cold ones. What's happening there?
1: Oh, absolutely. Any chance we can. Yeah. Camping and fishing is the absolute best way to go because driving home is one of the last things you want to do after uh, a few beers and eight hours in the sun on the river, but if we can yeah we'll camp we'll bring our we have a raft so we'll bring that down and, and float when we can and then you know eat dinner at night and run down and catch a, catch a few more minutes before the sun goes down and squeeze as much fishing in as you can
0: are you guys passionate about everything in your lives is fishing just kind of uh it for you
2: i'd, I'd say that's my biggest number one passion for sure i mean obviously I'm, I'm very passionate about other things. I'm passionate about my wife, my, my family and exercise, but you know, nothing, nothing really comes down to the same level as, uh, as fly fishing. There's just, there's nothing like it. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I'd say I'm pretty much on the same
1: board. I, I have a hard time doing anything if I don't absolutely love it. I I'm a person who gets bored. I have a tough time with attention in that sense. So most things that take up my time, I'm pretty passionate about, but fly fishing is definitely a top tier. And um, yeah, it, it's interesting to
2: balance for sure. But as long as everybody in your life understands, it usually goes okay.
0: <laughs> just just realize
2: that I put my wife above, or my fly fishing addiction above my wife. Let's hope she doesn't. Listen. Yeah. Just oh.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh. You're in it. You're in hot water <laughs> that now.
2: Isn't true. That isn't
0: true. <laughs> I, I can edit.
2: I'm messing with you. Still so think it's funny. If you guys,
0: <laughs> if you guys could change something other than the last conversation about fly fishing, <laughs> what would it be like? If there's something about our sport that you'd like to see us do differently, is there something that kind of irks you, or is there something we could be doing a little better at?
1: Yeah, you know, I I don't know if this is new. Um, th- there seems to be an ego that that's coming along with fly fishing. I don't know if it's social media or whatnot but you know fly fishing everybody does for the same reason it's to escape their day-to-day it's to find peace and tranquility and you know it's it's unfortunate there's a bit of hostility out there on on social media and in the industry and that's just a bummer because that's not what it's about you know it's being in Colorado pressured waters are something we deal with every day and yeah, sure. I, I get frustrated when I drive up and my my pull off is taken already, and I'm there at 6:30 in the morning. But, you know, I, I think it's I I think it's important for everybody to, everybody to take a step back, realize you're there, realize people are there for the same reason. And honestly, if you you know if you talk to people and you come up on somebody and they're fishing a hole you want to fish, if you talk to them, ask them if you mind if they mind you fishing below them, or ask them, hey, do you mind if I fish just after you? How you know how's it been fishing? Things usually go pretty well, but it, it's it's just turned in that direction. It's just a bummer to see. So we just really try to foster a positive, inclusive atmosphere and culture within Flycast and, and whoever we interact with on social media. It's kind of a, uh, I don't know, a deep answer, I guess. But that's one of the things I'd say is kind of a, a bummer at
2: this point in time.
0: Mm-hmm. Taylor, what about you?
2: You know, I... Aside, that would be my number one answer. But aside from that, you know, it's it's probably uh, this transition from sort of an old man's game. Uh, I actually don't really like that word. Um, it's 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 more of this transition from you know keeping things to yourself and holding secrets to sharing knowledge and helping everybody else out. You know, we we live in a world today where like you basically can't hide anything and everybody shares everything because they want you to know what you're doing. Uh, so I, I just think the sport in general is, is changing and a lot of people are having a hard time with that. And, you know, I'm not telling, I'm not telling you to go give me away your, your secret spot on, you know, the South Platte or some crazy Alpine Lake that, you know, you have to hike a few miles to get to. Uh, I'm just saying there's, there's nothing wrong with, with information and um you know transparency around what's going on. You know, I'd say 99% of the feedback we get about Flycast is good. But you know, every now and then we get folks that are like, "Why are you telling people to go to the South Platte on the Dreamstream? Like, why are you telling people to go to Deckers? It's already so crowded." It's like, come on, man. It's like already so crowded. It's not a secret. Like nobody's nobody's throwing anybody under the bus here. So I don't know. I think people just need to get over that side of things and to you know, just be more open about it.
0: Yeah, I think that's really well put. And I uh, I know what you mean, because there's a generational shift there, right? Like you say, there's, everything's out there now. It's like people are searching uh, metadata to see where this picture was taken or they're, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of things the going geo on.
1: tag or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, sorry. That's, yeah, that's what I was looking for. But, you know, there aren't a lot of secrets out there anymore and and but as long as you respect it right as long as you like i'm on this show i never talk about small little systems or small little spots we talk you know what pyramid lake everyone knows where pyramid lake is and everyone knows how great it yeah. fishes i i kind of find it refreshing when you have some bigger waters that even if they're heavily pressured there's still something to learn i mean the dream stream's no different right i mean yeah it's got a lot of pressure and sees a lot of flies but if you're lucky enough to find some space you know what you're in for when you hit those big systems is what i'm getting at
2: yeah yeah
1: exactly we 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 have our secrets as well you know we we're in the business of sharing information but taylor and i have our you know camping spots our secret little creeks that yeah we hold close to us and that's not something we're going to broadcast but the stuff that you can find by saying where should i fish in colorado uh, the secret's out. We're just going to help you fish it better.
0: Yeah. No, and, and be more effective. That's, a, that's, that's well put. So uh, where do we find you guys? I want you to throw all your media handles out there, your website. Uh, someone's looking for uh fly Where's the best place to go?
1: Yeah. So um, the websites where all the information's at that's uh, flycastusa.com. That's where you're going to see all the weekly forecast reports as well as all of our blogs and, and all that other information. As far as social media goes, um, our our handles at Flycast USA, and we're on Instagram and Facebook. We're we're pretty active on Instagram, and we're trying to be a little bit better on Facebook. But <laughs> um, yeah, I would love for you guys to check us out on Instagram. We love interacting with people. We learn a lot from Instagram, actually. Mm. So we're on there, and then you know um, our weekly email. You can sign up for that on our website. And then from there you have actually Taylor and I's personal cell phones. You have our email address and, you know, you can text us, call us on your way to the river or shoot us an email.
2: If you're planning a trip, and we'll, we'll help you out.
0: Taylor, you want to add anything here?
2: Oh no, man, that's it. He, uh, he covered it pretty well. I think, I think one of the biggest things is we want to make sure people know that we're available and that we want to help. I think, you know, the cell phone right there is, is risky business in a lot of industries but you know we're at a point where you know we we encourage you to reach out and don't be afraid to give us a call or shoot us a text or whatever like we're here night and day so we just want to help you get uh, get into more fish we have a sense of humor prank calls are okay
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well Thanks guys. A couple of fishy guys out of Colorado. We got Travis Coe and Taylor Cavey. If you want to know where it's at, whether you're fishing the Roaring Fork, the South Platte, the Arkansas, the Blue River, and many, many more. You got a couple of experts in your corner with Flycast USA, up to date Colorado fly fishing reports and a seven day forecast. Check them out. Guys. Thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course.
2: Thanks for having us been a pleasure.
0: Tight lines, and hopefully we'll find some water soon.
1: Yeah, let us know when you're down in Colorado. We'll uh, hook you up and join you on the river.
0: The Fly
2: Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by theflycrate.com. Thank you for listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines and we'll see you on the water.